Welcome to a new episode of Black Boy Joy Podcast, your weekly dose of comedy, education and advocacy with me, Ainsley. Today is Thursday the 22nd of December, that is, what, three days before Christmas, what, Christmas Eve, Eve, Eve? So to celebrate, I invited my very good friend, Miranda Lewis-Brown, to talk about the Christmas period. Miranda is a writer and professional musician living in London, and she is a member of the Jamstring Collective. I hope you enjoyed the episode and please remember to follow Black Boardway Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter at BLK Boardway Pod. Welcome to Black Boardway Podcast, Miranda. Thanks for having me. How's it going? Yeah, pretty good. How are you? I'm doing well. So, usually when I record in person, um, I like to have a bottle of Prosecco or whatever. But since it's like early afternoon, it's a bit too early for Prosecco, so we've gone in the mid and had mimosas instead. Uh-huh. <laughs> Seems like you have a compromise. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's still Prosecco. Yeah. However, it's um, Prosecco on light, I'd say. Yeah, and we're seeing our friends later, so it makes sense. So first thing first, on um, for every podcast, I have to ask you what makes you joyful, but what's making you joyful right now? What's making me joyful right now? Um, I think I'm in quite a good mood, because I know that we're seeing... A group of friends later that we um, both cherish quite a lot and they're the kind of people that make me feel really um, really myself and I always have like a silly type of fun with which I think as we get older mm-hmm. is less easy to come by mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's a bit of, I don't, don't think I would have thought I would have said that answer but as it's like a current thing for today yeah um, it's a bit like a regression session when you're with this with the right sort of people, isn't it? I guess so, yeah, it's true. I think it's fair to say, so for context, we're like, I call it like a friendsmas. Yeah. So, um, a group of us all, like, in about an hour's time, we'll head down to like, one of our friends that um, we'll all bring some, some type of food. And we'll do exactly what Amanda's saying, um, we'll have a friendsmas. And like it's quite relaxing. I feel like you nobody takes themselves that seriously, and mm. um, so it just makes it fun. Yeah, that's essentially it. Yeah. And I yeah I feel like yeah maybe just to to summarize yeah like what makes me joyful is being around yeah those sorts of people that you can kind mm-hmm. of, yeah kind of regress a bit with. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now that's out of the way. What is it that you do for work? Um, I'm I'm a musician. I play the cello. Um, I predominantly play in like jazz ensembles, so I play in the jazz trio, and then other. I also play in like a function group. All um, right, come on, you need to plug it off here. What is the jazz okay. trio called? Uh, the jazz trio is called Jam String Collective. Mm-hmm. We are a string trio, so I play the cello, and then there's a violinist and a viola player, mm-hmm. um, and we write our own jazz contemporary arra- uh, arrangements and compositions. Mm-hmm. Um, and we uh, we recorded our EP last week and it'll be out in the spring. So. Amazing. And so probably um, so the trio is all women, is that, yeah, that correct? It is, yeah. yeah, so it's like an all women led jazz trio. You what do you say you wrote your own arrangements, you wrote your own compositions? Yeah. Yeah. So, um for those who don't know, which would be everyone. <laughs> but um Randa and I have been friends for around Ten years now. About twelve. About yeah. twelve years yeah. now. <laughs> twelve years now. Um, we met in university. Um, we both studied music together, so that's um that's how we met. And since then, you've been 
Yeah, since we graduated, I'd say. You've been, like, performing ever since. Is that, is that correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we used to play saxophone together. We first met, in fact, well, not first met. We first became friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we, we have different timelines of when the, the friendship started. But That's we, true. But we can laugh about that now. We can, yeah, all right, fine. So <laughs> we've had this conversation many times before. But basically, though, we knew each other for all three years of, um, of university. And because like uh, we studied music, and music is generally just a very small course, and you play the same instruments, that you always see the same people. So we uh, met in like a few of the same, like, um, what was it, sort of like, Windsor, what was it, what was it, big bands? That was yeah, it. different ensembles. And yeah, stuff. yeah, uh, we met then, and then we became like part of the same group of friends. But I don't think that we became friends until um, like the summer before our third year of university. Yeah, whereas I think we were friends a whole year before. <laughs> <laughs> Which you would think would be uh, upsetting, but um, it, it is okay. Um, and it's just quite funny to look back on all the fond memories I have in our, <laughs> in our early blossoming friendship, knowing that Ainsley did not think we were friends. But I guess everyone has a different, um, like, parameter of what they think is a friendship anyway. Exactly. So that's why I'm okay about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, um, I'm not the main people on the podcast, but I have parameters to who I think a friend is. So, like, there could be a person that I see three, four times a week. Um, we're, like, in the same friendship group, but if I don't have a personal relationship with you, Meaning that, like, I wouldn't agree to, or we wouldn't, like, meet alone together, just the two of us. And we're not caught up in each other's lives, and I don't think you're a friend of mine. Yeah. So, like, I'd say that I liked you before then. Yeah. But I wouldn't say that we were friends. Yeah, whereas I think if, I don't think you have to necessarily meet up one-on-one to be friends. You could be, uh, it would be someone you might WhatsApp to say congratulations Congratulations. <laughs> or like, I don't know, uh, how are you? Or I don't know why I'm giving like MSN type uh, things. But like, I think someone that, yeah, you, you would WhatsApp or speak to on a one-to-one basis at a party. But I don't think you necessarily have to have a one-on-one in person, like meet up, friendship. I mean, it doesn't need to be necessarily in person, but it needs to be, per- it needs to like, you can't, yeah, you can't just be talking about like, I don't know, like, um, your holiday plans or Big any of that small right. yeah any of that small talk you no, need to be like I do agree with that yeah otherwise you're just friendly acquaintances yeah maybe we are more uh, maybe we're more in sync with each other on this than we realise then maybe it's um I think yeah it's like we had like a good come to Jesus moment <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all fine yeah so we um so I think we became friends um during so we both did um the Edinburgh Finn Festival. Yeah. That was in 2011, I'm going to say. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So, um, one of our friends was um, the music director of two shows. Mm-hmm. That was the Rat Pack and the Tribute to the Blues Brothers. And she needed two saxophones to be part of the um, be part of the, part of the band with her. And I had nothing on. I guess you'd assume had time, time, spare as well. So we both agreed to go down to... Um, down to Edinburgh and perform for yeah. free, completely for free. Yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, it was a good experience, but um, 
yeah, I guess there's lots of things you do when you're younger that you're like, yeah, never again. But also, we were taking it in turns. I think I think you must have been a bit annoyed when I turned up because you had one of the shows completely to yourself, and then I was like, "Can I? Can I join?" And then we had to take it in turns. That's not. I don't think that's how it went actually. So we told the backpack we were both in. Yeah. Well, they didn't have any. They didn't need. That's really weird. I don't think they needed an auto saxophone at all. No. In a Blues Bob in Blues Brothers, well, I think we asked if like. We could be in it basically. Oh, right, okay. So I think when you told you came up like a day after my after me, but I think we'd only it's only been agreed for us to do it after you were already there. Right, okay. But we did two nights. Oh, you did two nights and I did two nights, mm-hmm. and then that was that's just how the way it was. That's how it was. Yeah. Yeah, but yes. Anyway, um, obviously, to, uh, well, when this comes out will be the twenty second of December. Which, of course, will be Christmas. Yep. Are you excited for the Christmas period, Amanda? Um, so, I I do like Christmas, but I think it was about five years ago or something that I realised, like, I always get pretty stressed around Christmas, which I know is really normal and common. But I realised, because I don't really like anticipation for anything, really, yeah. that much. Like, And I feel like Christmas is, like... You're going to have so much fun, you're going to have so much fun, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, fun, 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 family, family, family. And like, when you think about it loads, and you know, you just then said the Christmas period, it's like this whole period of anticipation. Mm-hmm. So, oh thanks for the drink. So I feel like I have to kind of pretend it's not Christmas, and then every time I go to like a friend's thing, even though obviously there's loads of them around Christmas, I'm like, oh, it's Christmas, and then then I enjoy it. Yeah. Whereas if I frame it in my head as a Christmas period, then I'm like, ah, there's so much build up, <laughs> and like I'm very lucky. I've got like a really like a uh, like supportive family unit, and we do all get on. But I still find that like if I if I overthink it, then I can be like, oh my god, we're not playing loads of games, and uh, we're in a bit of a mood for three hours or I don't know just mm-hmm. really normal family things mm-hmm. um, so I I am kind of looking forward to it but I'm also trying to trick my brain into thinking that just it's a coincidence a lot of nice things are happening yeah so what does like what does a Christmas day look like to you um, so I'll be in I'll be like with my uh, my nuclear family um, and why did you say nuclear family why did you say that <laughs> <laughs> is that a weird thing to say? Well, that's a weird thing to say. Yeah. Well, because I don't, I don't spend it with like my cousins or my grandma or like you know, it's not a big thing. It's just my nuclear family. Okay. Do you not use that word? No. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not. I'm. I'm going to keep using it. I'm. I'm going to spend it with my nuclear family and Rory. Who, okay. Um. Yeah. Is he not part of the nuclear family? Well, I don't. I don't think tech. Well, I don't know. Maybe it is. You know, what, I need to look up the definition again, but. When I say nuclear family, I mean my... Well, actually, it's not even true, because my brother won't be there, but my, my sister and my parents, um, and Rory, and, um, uh, I don't know, we'll, we will uh, cook in the morning. I do sometimes like to go for a run with Rory in the morning. Um, on Christmas Day? Yeah, on Christmas Day. It's, it's, it's something that he does with his family, and... I can see that, yeah. yeah and, uh, <laughs> and, like, I don't know, I guess to, like, bring in one of his traditions into the morning makes me feel... 
uh, I don't know, not less bad for him not being with his family, but like, oh, it's part of his tradition on this day as well. Yeah. Or do you alternate between like, do they, does he come to you one Christmas and you go to his family the other Christmas or? Um, in theory, we, we will we will do that, but like we haven't we haven't done it yet. Like we've mm-hmm. usually just gone to his mum's on Boxing Day or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were meant to be away on our honeymoon this Christmas, but we decided to postpone because we haven't like, saved up enough for it or organised it yeah <laughs> <laughs> or, or booked it uh, but yeah I think we, we will start doing that but yeah we'll, we'll be cooking but um, we have to do a lot of preparation for the cooking because uh, I'm, I'm uh, vegan and my the rest of my family are not why did you hesitate I don't know are always, you okay I always say that like with uh, like it's a dirty secret <coughs> vegan <laughs> uh, but there's you know only four hobs so there has to be like a lot of like oh how many bread sauces are there and how mm-hmm. many gravies are there and mm-hmm. like yeah so it needs to be like a lot of organisation about who cooks when yeah fair fair um, and then I don't know there's not much that happens in the day and I think this is what I mean like like, I think because some people are like ha- do so much in the day and they do loads of games and stuff, whereas my family, I love games, but they can get quite stressed when we, when we play games. I can see that. But yeah. my family's very emotional and high, you know, high emo- emotions are high at all times. Yeah. For no reason. <laughs> um, but the, the, the weird thing that my family does do is um, we sometimes get four part harmonies out, <laughs> which is something my dad enjoys and uh, we do it. For him, but I do secretly enjoy it as well. It's yeah. very nerdy, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but that was, yeah, it's best when my brother's there because he uh, he pretends that he hates it and he thinks it's really embarrassing, but he's actually got the best perfect pitch in the family. Mm-hmm. So he'll just quietly be going da, 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 in the corner. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's important at this point to uh, make clear to the listeners that Miranda um, is from like a family of musicians. So, right, yeah. um, your mom was like a music teacher. Yeah. Um, you have like I should let you say it. yeah I should let you say it. Uh, my sister's a singer. My my dad's a drama teacher, but he's good at singing too. Um, and my brother is not a musician, but he uh when he was younger, he was a really good singer. Um, and it's like his biggest point of embarrassment now. So we quite often like bringing up his yeah. his his sordid past around his friends <laughs> or his girlfriend now. Yeah. And he's like, "What are you doing? Just trying to ruin my life?" And we're like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you know, trying to sing." Yeah, I guess. Um, and like everyone, like it seems like the whole family, as well as the musical, I think it's fair to say you have like a punk shop being like the dramatics as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think me as much, but yeah, it's quite. It's quite as I said, emotions are high in my family. And as the middle child, I'm like a mediator. Yeah. But maybe you have that in every family dynamic. I guess so. With mine, it's, with mine is completely different because like I am an only child. Yeah. And I've got both my parents, so like I often felt like I was in the middle of like anything they they had between yeah, each other. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, like, I didn't have like, I didn't have any siblings to mediate. But you, I know we've spoken about this a lot. But obviously, you're very close with your cousins. Yeah, absolutely. Is there like any sort of mediator within that dynamic? Not really. We like we get along. To be honest with you, yeah. like yeah, like we get along. And I guess the like the big difference between um like let's see like my two cousins and your siblings is that like we didn't share a household. Yeah. So like if you don't share a household, you don't have to share resources. You don't have to buy for your 
parents' attention. Yeah, totally. There's nothing, yeah, there's nothing like that that, that you have to deal with. So that makes it just a much easier for you to just like have more of a fraternal relationship That's than true. an adversarial one. I think a lot of people's complexes come from their siblings. Absolutely, which yeah. Which is why, which is why, like, I mean, it's it's a great thing in so many ways to have siblings, but also like some really ugly sides of yourself can come out around your siblings. Absolutely, but yeah. I, I know I'm just so much more blunt with my siblings than I am with other people. Mm-hmm. And But I also, though, like, I think whenever anyone goes home, the, like, weird sides of them come out. Yeah. And you, you revert to being, like, 14. And you're yeah, like, absolutely. And you're, like, an emo again. Yeah. Um, There's definitely regression when you're around, like, your close family, like, your immediate family. Your like you said, nuclear, nuclear family. <laughs> <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> So for me, um, so Christmas is, uh, well, let's say you wake up in the morning. Obviously, Christmas is very different to an adult, as you're, if you're an adult than if you're a child. Yeah. So if you're... Um, you're having a flashback to when you were seven. It is. It's happy times, man. Aww. A simpler time. But now, um, well, you'd wake up. Uh, my dad would... I think it's my dad, yeah, usually makes like breakfast. That's like, and that's like a real Caribbean breakfast. It'd usually be like, you know, Akin saltfish. We'd have that. Um, and then basically, there's like a good two, three hour period. There's nothing, not that much happens. Mm-hmm. Like, you're doing basically while like our mum is like doing the finishing touches on Christmas dinner. And usually, I'd help, I'd help in some form um, with that. We used to have a next door neighbour who I used to bring a gift to every year, or like, yeah, bring a gift to her, and then like I stop at their home before they had their their Christmas dinner, and just have a beer and catch up. Like we see each other like once a year, basically. Oh, <laughs> that time, nice. and then after that's finished, we go back again. Here's a question for you, actually. What time do you have Christmas dinner? I feel like it changes year upon year, but yeah, quite often around like five pm because we'll oh, have, okay, yeah, because we'll have yeah. like a sort of brunch. But I feel like that is always a debate in the house. Like yeah, previously when I. Eggs. Me and my sister would start like poaching loads of eggs or scrambling them. My mum would be like, "Um, when are we gonna have Christmas dinner though?" Like, <laughs> and then we'd have to reassure her that, like, "Don't worry, we're still gonna be starving within minutes of yeah. eating these eggs." So that's, yeah. that's always a debate. It's yeah. never like a set thing. Do you have yeah. a set, do you have like a reasonably set time? We don't have a set time now, but I think like so with like, a stereotype of like white Britain. Right. That they have their Christmas dinner earlier, like a yeah, lot earlier that's than true. like, like a lot midday, like, quite yeah. Often, yeah. Like by the time the Queen's speech come on, which by by the way I've never watched before, mm-hmm. but I know it comes yeah. on at three pm. Okay. And I like I think the stereotype is that by the time Queen's speech begins, Christmas dinner is over. It's like oh, Christmas is, lunch. Is, it, is that like a deliberate thing? Do you think? I don't even know actually. Yeah. Well, uh, like for us, like. The turkey's not cooked yet. If, um, by the yeah. time that um, I don't really get why you'd want to have the main thing of Christmas so early as well, because like that's the that's the best thing is the food, right? Well, but now that now that we're adults, so isn't it? Yeah, I guess if so. you're a child, the best thing is like open your presents. Yeah, and I guess if you have children, you're up so early, you're probably starving and exhausted by midday anyway. Yeah, when I was a child, though, um, my parents on my my dad's side of the family had a tradition that you just don't open your your gifts until after Christmas dinner. That's quite good to teach restraint. Yeah. Isn't it? But I was completely fine with it, you know. Like yeah. I preferred it that way. I preferred like having the anticipation of opening your presents than just mm. like running downstairs, opening your presents and like what you do what do you do for the rest of the day then? Yeah, I guess so. Wasn't it didn't it like kill you all day though? No, no. Oh really, yeah. No. No, that's good. And I remember so um when I was a child, um me and my dad did have a tradition where 
her mum would like finish Christmas dinner and then me and him would go to the pub. Mm-hmm. And all the adults used to ask me, oh, what did you get to Christmas? I was like, I don't know. I couldn't, I, I, I can't they tell must you. have been so impressed with you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I haven't opened them yet. Maybe though, if you're an only child, because you don't have your other siblings like, I don't know, chaotic energy to like influence you. That's true. Maybe That's true. if your parents tell yeah. you something, you just accept it. Whereas like, I don't know, I think I used to like react more from what my brother, how my brother reacted to what my... That's true. Yeah. No, that, yeah um, I've never thought about that before. Yeah. And then, um, so, like when we were kids, like, I remember there being like one year, because I was like, when you're like a six or seven years old, like you get so many presents. Mm. But I remember, um, so it's uh, my cousin, Nathan, his mum, it's her birthday on Christmas day. Ooh. I remember like maybe a few years, like a few years in a row, like they take all my gifts at Christmas dinner and we'd go to her house and we'd open them there and once they put, put his gifts and my gifts in the same room, it's like Ooh. it's like piled high yeah. full of full of gifts and we just open them all then. Oh that's nice. I thought you were gonna say you mix them up but Oh no 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 <laughs> I don't think so. Do you want if even if they did mix them up, I don't think I'd know. Yeah. Yeah, like how would we know? Yeah, oh, that's nice though. <laughs> Yeah, so I remember that for a while. But I prefer it that way. Like, if I ever have a child, I would quite like them to do that. Also, I was talking to someone else about this the other day. Like, if I ever become a parent, I think I'll be quite resentful of Father Christmas. I've heard, I've heard it before. I mean, yeah. it must be well annoying. Yeah, I've heard it before. All this admin, and yeah. then, like, you're like, oh, yeah, Father Christmas did it. I hope you're happy. Yeah. All right, so I hear you on this. Yeah. What I'm going to say is that, like, at some point, the, the child is going to know that Christmas that Santa isn't real. Yeah. And when they do, later on in life, they will realise that, like, all the effort that the, that the parent went went. No, that through. is true. I guess they'll know one day. Yeah. I, I'm not very good at, like... So, I don't know. Like, say if I did you a favour and I was meant to just do it and be happy with it, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm very good at, at being like, by the way, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas some people, like, in films, are good at just giving, like, a really soft, knowing smile and then fading off into the background. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I don't think I'm good enough to be yeah. that person. Me too. No, oh, okay. I get that, Thank yeah. you for saying you're the same. I get that. No, I totally, totally. I think it's only natural. People who, like... Cause it's not the people who say, oh, I just give just to, like, just to... For the make, pleasure of yeah, giving. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I feel like there must be at least 20% of you... Yeah, okay. ...that, like, wants the gratification from yeah. the person. Um, it's not, like, a nice thing to admit, but you want people to think you're good. Absolutely, Which yeah. sometimes makes yeah. it makes you not as good, maybe, but... Yeah, it's about how we want to be seen, isn't it? Let's be, let's be frank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. When did you find out? The Father Christmas. I'd just like to ask you that, actually. Oh, right. So, I don't think my parents ever, like, outwardly... Broke like, news. I don't know. I don't think they even tried to perpetuate it, to be honest with you. Oh, okay. They were yeah. just quite, like, casual about it. Yeah, so, like, there was not... In my in my household, there was no, like... I don't know. There was no, like, um, cookies left uh, for, for Santa. There was no footsteps. There was none of that. There's no illusion. Right. Um, I got my presents like underneath a tree, and I would, I I was aware of the idea of Santa Claus, but I knew that my parents got. I knew they came from my parents. I because so yeah, as I've mentioned, I've got an older brother, and like, I think like I wasn't. I think as a child, I was never willing to think uh, things weren't real or things I didn't want to think unless he also thought them. Yeah. Um and. I think I maybe deep down knew it was a bit weird, 
mm-hmm. but because he just went along with it, and I think because he had two younger sisters, he was able to like just keep it up for us, which mm-hmm. is quite nice of him. But like, I was always a bit like freaked out on Christmas Eve, but a bit excited too. But also just like this is just I just always thought it was a strange thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember it ever being an official thing broken to me, whereas a lot of people had a had an official time. Yeah, when like they were told that Santa's not real. Yeah, but it is it is strange, and it's I, I just I I find it. Because I'm a teacher as well, and like, I love asking kids about mm-hmm. Father Christmas, but it's, it's a bit of a dangerous topic. Mm-hmm. But like, a lot of them these days tell me they try and trap him using Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, it's so much fun to ask them. Like, they're like, yeah, so um, me and my younger brother slept with our eyes open. I'm like, cool, yeah, that's the that's thing. <laughs> and uh, we saw him coming in, and we, we told Alexa to tell us when, when, she, when he was there. And it's, it's really weird because they like, yeah, it's just like seeing how they use like t- technology that we didn't even have to try and trap him. But I don't know, it's just, it's really strange. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I didn't know that from kids nowadays. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there must have been, I think, like I said, I knew one said this before I'm a parent. So I think for me, it's like, Santa was, uh, I, really, like, I think Santa must have been a person for me. I, I, I can't say that I, I always knew he wasn't real. Mm. But I just didn't see him in the capacity that other people do. That, like, mm. he sneaks into your home, leaves presents and goes again. Yeah. I, didn't, I, knew, I, always, I always knew that wasn't real because I knew that the, 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 my presents came from my parents. Right, okay. Um, I spoke to a friend of mine who you know. Um, and it was really funny because, you know, some things you just, like, don't realise you've carried on believing until an adult until you say them out loud and then you mm-hmm. kind of feel really silly. Mm-hmm. She was like, yeah, but when I was a kid, um, I was a bit confused because she was like, Father Christmas did send me this like letter and I don't know how it got to my house because obviously my parents... And then as she was saying, she was like, oh, I was like, yeah, your parents obviously just... <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, she had not vocalised it out loud, but... She was like, oh yeah, I guess my parents could have just sent it from a post box. And it was like, oh, obviously. Yeah. But she just carried on thinking the council had done it or something. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, right, right, moving on. So yeah, you were talking before about like being a musician. Yeah. But like, I mean, from what you said, you do like way more than that. So you, you said you were in a trio. Um, you said what you... Been, you've been on tour recently. I've been on tour with the New Civilization Orchestra, and we were uh, so the New Civilization Orchestra um, uh, is is an orchestra that generally um, covers um, like jazz jazz music. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year we were um, performing an album that was uh, written by Joni Mitchell and Charles Mingus, mm-hmm. and we had Esker. Um, mm-hmm sing the music which was amazing like she was it was a really yeah it was a really cool experience watching her every night because she did it so differently every every mm-hmm. night mm-hmm. sometimes she spoke some of the lyrics um and she kind of explained what they meant other times she she had a um i don't know if i'm going to say it properly like she had like um you know not i'm not a synthesizer she like distorted it um right. you know what i mean yeah so uh, some of it was really experimental, but mm-hmm. she's just like yeah, such a such an amazing vocalist. Yeah. And so yeah, um, sometimes I like kind of forgot to meant to be playing because like, it was so much fun watching yeah. her. And, yeah. Yeah. So Edgar is a Mercury Prize nominated singer songwriter. She's from South London. I know her because um, that the album was the Scouse Prize album, and I loved it. 
and I've been in love with her since. I feel like since then, like a lot of the work that she's done has been like quite local. So like museum utilization orchestra, I've seen like um, things like that. But like I think like she's like so hugely talented. She's such mm-hmm. a great singer. Yeah. She's such a great songwriter. Actually, I went to so you know the Roundhouse yeah. in Camden. Mm-hmm. Um, to those who don't know, it's like a concert space where it's like completely round, it's like circular. Mm-hmm. And she performed the concert um, there to like promote that same Murphy Pie nominated album. But when her um, when the album when the concert sorry was on, they had like an installation there. So had they installed like the only way I can describe it is like a light curtain. Oh, right. And um, the, the, the curtain had like a display on it, like an LED, LED display. So um, we'd be in, and the curtain would be from like floor to ceiling. So it'd be like, you know, when you go into a room, you have like those, those beads like hanging down, and you have to go through it to get yeah. into the room. It was like that. Wow. And she performed like inside of it, but then you'd go outside and outside, and once you moved outside, there was like a string ensemble there. And then, like, they did really, really interesting things with the space. So she'd be in one bit, there'd be the guitarist in another. Wow, so what, like, did the sound change? Yeah, oh, yeah. That's so cool. And, yeah, so it was, like, honestly, one of the most unique and immersive concert experiences that I've ever had before. Yeah, that sounds before. Awesome. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, I have, like, sort of, so much respect for her. I've met her, actually. Oh, right. Yeah, um, one, one of the years in Glastonbury, she had, like, a really bad, like, 11am slot. Mm-hmm. So a lot of uh, I used to go and see her. Nice. And then she was, like, signing, like, albums. I, I didn't have anything to sign, but I just went and talked to her. Yeah. <laughs> and got a photo, and I was like... I feel like my uh, my level of excitement from 1 to 10 is no never more than a 5. And what was it that time? I'd say, like, a good 9. Wow. Yeah. Whoa, especially, like, 11am on, yeah. on a Glastonbury morning. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm not very good at speaking to people I respect or I don't know, actually, but I think we spoke about this before. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think I would have found that really hard to, like, go and, oh, I don't know, speak to an artist at, like, their concert. Yeah. And just make normal chat with them. I didn't. I, oh, like, okay. I didn't. No, I was just a completely fanboy. But I guess to like backtrack within that situation, within that circumstance, that's normal because she yeah. was there literally to talk about her album. Yeah. Whereas like there was someone else. I saw Laura Mavula recently. Yeah. And um, she was rehearsing the same place I was, mm-hmm. and she was behind me in the queue, and I was like, oh my god, like because we we recently saw her in concert, mm-hmm. and it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. And I was, I was literally thinking about you in that moment because I just knew that you would have found a way to like strike up conversation yeah. with her. <laughs> I was like, I'm just too awkward for this situation. I can't, I can't do it. I just knew I'd start stuttering or, yeah. I don't know, just embarrass myself for the rest of the day. So, yeah. so I just ordered a coffee and left. Even though you missed my, you missed my opportunity. I know, I know, but I, just, I don't know how to handle those situations. I don't know. I think when it comes to like people who are like famous or people who like you really respect, I'm always like really conscious that like they must get these interactions. Exactly. Like, it's, it must be really time. annoying. It must be really annoying if she's just you know if that like you know she was just there ordering a, a coffee or whatever and I'm just yeah. like oh hi I saw, saw your concert it's yeah. really good. But I think no I think that like if you did that you went up to her and, and said like um, I just wanted to say that like, I'm a huge fan 
I went to concert, really enjoyed it, just wanted to say, just wanted to say hello. I think that's fine. That is a yeah. great interaction. If she reacted negatively to that, then I think that's more on her mm. as um, that other person. Because, like, you weren't invading her space necessarily. Yeah. You weren't asking her for photos or you were doing. I mean, she's an artist. She knows she puts her music out there for people to appreciate it. That's true. And that's just you. That's just your way of, like, expressing your appreciation for it. That's true. When they have, like, somewhere to go or somewhere to be or, like, you're trying to, like, take up all their time, you're trying to, like, do things they're not comfortable with, then it'd be on you. I guess, it, like, in these situations, you try and imagine how you would be in if you were famous or whatever. Yeah. You? I mean, I can't imagine it, but, like, I can't imagine... I think I think two things simultaneously. Like, one, it'd be really annoying, but two, like, I can't imagine anyone wanting yeah. that from me. And it's quite, like, a weird, like, yeah. ima- like imaginative thing, isn't it? Like... Oh my god, imagine if someone actually thought I like I don't know, you just can't really put yourself in that. I can't, no, it, it's hard to it's hard to imagine. Yeah. I was recently playing some gigs with Courtney Pine. Yeah, which um, we're gonna come to. Oh. No, yeah, go, go, oh, okay. go, 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 go. But on this topic, um I mean it was partly because he was being conscious about um COVID and yeah. um, but he he had said as a flat out thing that he wasn't taking fan photos. Yeah. Which um, I mean I've I've never met him before this mm-hmm. this pe- this period of time, but he used to say fan photos yeah. and but there would every night be some people obviously who would be trying and he just had like that was his boundary which obviously I respected but I think because he's you know been been around for so long like yeah. as as the person he is performing I think he's just had to put that in place for his yeah. own and he also I found it interesting because he uh he was so friendly to us the rest of the musicians working with him but he also very much had his own space mm-hmm. and his own time just to like, I guess, decompress, practice, whatever. But yeah, it was quite it was quite interesting for me to see how someone who's got that level of fame, I guess, mm-hmm. just operates differently and yeah. takes himself away from other people at times. Yeah. So how was it toying with him, like in general? Really good. Like really, it was really fun to play his music. Um, I was just playing. I was playing accompanying things to him. Yeah. But it was also just, yeah, once again, a bit like what I was saying with Esco, just like really great to watch him on stage. Yeah. Um, and he he's so he's so good, like so interactive with the audience, like he chats to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably the most memorable concert I did with him was the night the Queen passed away, which, I mean, I'm, I'm not a royalist at all, so don't, I don't want to get that mistaken, but it was just an interesting night to be performing mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because it was quite a strange atmosphere. Yeah. And it was really, uh, it was really interesting watching how he dealt with it. Yeah. Because he's so good with audiences. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was an amazing experience um, to play with him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if there was like an artist that you, like, uh, as a dream artist that you still tour with, do you have one in mind? Mm. God, that's really difficult to answer. Um, no, I, I really don't know. Um, I don't know. Oh my god, I don't know. Can I come back to you on that? Okay. Yeah, it's too so, hard. So, if I was, let's say, like, I go back to being a musician again, I would love to. Have you heard of Blood Orange? No, I haven't. You've never heard of Blood Orange? No, sorry. I was going to pretend, but I couldn't be bothered to lie. <laughs> <laughs> No, I haven't, okay? We'll listen to them on the way to our friends. Actually, I mean, I guess we're, we're recording now, so I'm going to have a bone to pick with you now. Uh, I, yeah, but I you do know what's coming. You don't listen to them. I do. Li- Ainsley often sends me 
albums and I do listen to them just not all in one go and that's something else that people well, are quite funny about it's like you need to listen to the whole album absolutely but, but that's like an hour and a half of my time that I need to set aside otherwise um and, and what's 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 the issue with that well I just think if we're going to do that we should do it together okay I can do that we can do that we can do that and then we can talk about it as we're listening to it otherwise, okay you know, we can do that okay fine and the next time you let's have a night we'll listen to Blood Orange Okay. In silence. <laughs> <laughs> and then have a great time discussing it afterwards. So, who are Blood Orange? Are they a person or a band? He's a person. Okay. So, but I, I'm not, I haven't finished, I haven't finished. Oh, um, no, you have, we've, have, we've wrapped it up. I haven't, I haven't, I'm not finished picking a ball with you. Okay, I'm like, they, we have like, such an intersecting taste in artists. Yeah. And we're never going to know what it is now because like, you're just not listening to them, you're not giving I me am. feedback. I listened to... Pet Shop Boys and Laura Mavula came from you and other ones I you know I'm not gonna list right now but <laughs> <laughs> right fine you need to listen to New Gloss One okay by Blood Orange <laughs> okay and if in two weeks time that's after Christmas what, you then, haven't listened to then it. I'm dead to you basically yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> shit <laughs> oh we're cheering to it. <laughs> So if you haven't listened to it by then, then that means that I'm proven right. In what, what that that you should not listen to it. Yeah. Okay, fine, fine, yeah. fine. So That's well, my Christmas gift to you. Your your Christmas gift to me. It's my like, Christmas gift to you is, is this great recommendation. Right. Maybe this is how we're seeing it differently because when people send me and I don't have TikTok and this is not anywhere near the, well no it is people send you streams of TikTok and you're like I'm gonna have to put that on my list of things to do. Yeah. And they think it's a gift to you, but you're like that's admin now. <laughs> to catch up with what you think's funny yeah and I have to engage in it and yeah. either be like haha or be like yeah that's funny because of yeah anyway, fair enough but I will listen to the album because I, I usually do like everything you send me yeah so right so I think I mean I guess that goes for me personally that goes like how close I am to the person right but like if it's a someone that I'm not friends with particularly and like I make an album recommendation I don't really bother I'm not I don't care if you listen to it or not Necessarily, if it's someone that I'm friends with, I want you to listen to it because we need yeah. to go to the concert together. We need to talk about this artist. I see. So there's like future plans in mind from. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, though, on the flip side, it's really embarrassing when you suggest something or you give a book or like you watch like a funny clip with someone, they don't laugh, and it's just painful. I agree. Ooh. Yeah, but like when it comes to music specifically. When it comes to me specifically, like, you're, it's okay if you're not to like what? No, of course, yeah. No, yeah. And I, I'd prefer to know, because then I can tailor the next thing. Yeah. Okay, well, I will listen to this album, okay? I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't usually say I promise. I save it for special occasions. I promise I'll use it. Mm. I, mean, I mean, listen to it. All right, well, so Blood Orange. Um, and the album's well actually particularly like really great parts I'm not sure Timmy writes it but like he produces really great um, really great like um, like saxophone parts and really interesting to the ear and music is so great anyway and he doesn't perform very often he's like a producer as well so he produces for like lots of famous artists but he doesn't do his own live like live stuff so if you're a musician again I'd love to get a call or audition or whatever you Oh, use. that's why I forgot what the initial Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd do that. Because oh. everyone, everyone wants to perform with, like, Beyonce. 
ever want to perform with like yeah I don't think I would want to perform with Beyonce obviously if I got invited to I wouldn't say no absolutely go yeah yeah but like I I just think I would I just can't imagine being able to like do a good job yeah because I would just be because I'm I'm quite a stiff person Mm -hmm. and I can just imagine other musicians who perform with her are really like uh, really like I don't know just uh, like move more on stage mm-hmm. and I, I don't know maybe maybe I'd be fine but I could just imagine being like god I'm such a loser why am I here <laughs> <laughs> whereas like I, I play like within my trio for example I don't really need to smile much yeah. I, I like can I, I don't know I, th- I guess cause it's my own music a lot of the time or our own music like it makes more sense to me I don't know I just I think in some some context you can't uh, show your uh, musicianship as clearly that's true. No, um, I feel that. Yeah. Like a few years ago, I did this um, this photo shoot thing for this uh, like uh, emerging emerging function situation, mm-hmm. and everyone there was quite glamorous, and mm-hmm. they it came quite naturally to them to all like do one of like you know solo photo shoots, mm-hmm. and when it came to my turn, it was just really quite uh, awkward. Like they were like, "Can you just loosen up?" And they in the end, I was like, "Look, just put my body parts where you want them." <laughs> <laughs> so this this man came up to me, and he literally just literally put each limb where he wanted. Oh my god! I, I preferred it that way because I was like, I, "I can't I can't do what you want me to do here." And he was like, "Can you you know?" And then they, I was like, "I'll pretend to laugh. You yeah. put my limbs." Yeah. Um, Maybe it wouldn't be like that with, um, with Beyonce, but I would just worry that I would look like like look like Wednesday Adams in the corner, basically. Yeah, I mean, I, I use Beyonce as a um, as an example, but you know, like those kind of artists, yeah. the ones that like fill out huge stadiums. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, it goes without saying, be amazing to play yeah. Beyonce. So like, yeah, yeah. But like for as like a musician, as like music you want to play. Mm. Definitely, people build for that range, man. Okay, well, yeah. well, I guess we'll soon see, won't we? Yeah, I think he's such a talented songwriter. He does get a bit of flat because his singing isn't the best. Mm-hmm. It sounds a bit nasal, right? Which isn't always the nicest to hear. I guess that's just a preference, isn't it? If you want a bit of nasal in your ear. Do, do you? Don't can't. I'm, it's not something I wake up thinking. But, <laughs> but uh, I guess I guess once again I'll see. <laughs> anyway, right. So what we've done, um, what we've done a new civilization orchestra. Mm-hmm. We've done what is the trio called again? So jam string collective. We've done the jam string collective. What that you also what you've um, produced. What is it you get? What did you get funding for? Oh, um, yeah, I got some funding for my, uh, I, I wrote some stories mm-hmm. in, in lockdown and um, I wrote a score of music to it yeah. and then I, I got some funding to collaborate with a puppeteer mm-hmm. called Soledad Zarati, who mm-hmm. is um, yeah, a really amazing puppeteer yeah. and we, um, we made a trailer together, together for a story called The Pigeon and the Peacock. Mm-hmm. which is the story of a pigeon who wants to be a poet but is um kind of uh the, like other birds around him kind of um look down on him because it's a pigeon yeah it's quite like an obvious moral i guess like yeah. um he then sees a peacock who is just like, instantly respected and, yeah um and yeah it's, it's about it's about his his uh, how he what he, what what he then does to like gain respect, I guess. Yeah. Or, so this is like for children. It's for children, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but although it's for children, I I my intention was for like children to come with their parents. Of as course, well. yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I've, I've written it all, and as I said, I've written a score of music for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hoping to get more funding to do like a, a school tour. Um, mm-hmm. And I kind of want to do like a music and emotion workshop with it, where uh, kids like learn how music can like we can channel our emotion through music or yeah um and i kind of want it to be accessible to like any ability so like someone who's never played an instrument can like pick up a drum and join in or whatever okay um, so would this count as like music therapy or no i guess like on the very like edge of it because yeah. i'm not I'm, I'm in no way trained as a musical mm-hmm. therapist but mm-hmm. i guess like yeah I, I want it to be brinking on that yeah um, yeah okay and like what would it that make you want to like want to make it and like what what was it that like when we were in lockdown that made you specifically turn to like making that kind of art form i've always really enjoyed writing stories yeah and i've i've always like liked the idea of being a musical storyteller but not really sure how to go about doing that yeah so i i obviously wanted to use my cello in in that way because that's my um that's my artistry is playing the cello so i wanted to see like how i could combine the two things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and I've always really liked puppets. Yeah. You know, people ask each other, like, what would you do in another life? And I've always mm-hmm. like, well, fucking love puppets. I'd love yeah. to be a puppeteer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of think, like, quite often there's there's ways of combining two things you like. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like, maybe not all the time, but often there is. And so I was trying to think of all the things that I like. It was, it was in lockdown, as I said, I had an injury as well. Mm-hmm. I'd fallen over um, and I couldn't play the cello. So I was just trying to, like, do something else with that time yeah yeah um yeah but i'm as i said i'm hoping for hoping to like try and do that tour of like actually performing it next year sometime yeah amazing well yeah hope well we'll see yeah, yeah. i mean i was thinking about we've been talking consistently i mean as friends do yeah um from like the outset to now mm. and i think like I guess because you're in it now, but it might it, um, it might be hard to see how far you've come from it, how oh, far you've come with it. Thank you. That like, not everybody gets like funding from Arts Council. Well, yeah, I mean, I got the initial funding. Yeah. I haven't been successful in the second round yet, which is yeah. to actually do it. But I think, like, apparently it's really normal to have to keep going through rounds. Yeah. And also, like, I really respect that there's so many people who are applying for it. And yeah. Yeah, so I'm just going to have to, like, keep... Yeah. Uh, readjusting it to, yeah. meet, to meet their aims basically yeah and as long as you can keep like momentum going mm. i feel like with projects like this like i feel like exhaustion yeah i mean it's it's literally some people's jobs isn't it to keep yeah. life funding yeah i think there's so many things in life where like you have to do a separate you have to hone a separate skill in order to do your actual main yeah, absolutely. Thing that you're good at. Absolutely. This is a bit, maybe a bit off-piste, but I remember when I like applied for a job at Waitrose when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. we were like asked to like tell how we would sell, I don't know, a screwdriver. Yeah, or like sell me a penny. But, um, yeah, and yeah. I, was, I was like, I'm not going to be doing that. I'm going to be stuck in t- tins of tuna. <laughs> yeah. And I'm doing that badly as it is, but I'm yeah. not going to be selling anyone anything. Because also you get told off. If you yeah. speak to customers too much, so yeah, I was like, "Well, this is silly." Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, we've like it's a Christmas episode. We've not been Christmasy at all, so I'm gonna have like a couple of minutes of like just Christmas. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Favorite Christmas song? Oh fuck. Um. Uh. I, 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 I do quite like the um. It's Christmas at the beginning, or the Pogues one, but I know... That Hold on, which one? It's Slade, is it? Yeah. So, when I was at uni- not university, when I was at school, 
every year, um, like the music, the head of music would like whip out the sheet music to it, and we all we all had to play it, like everyone, and it was horrible, right? Horrible, so yeah. It's yeah. So I, I, ever since then, I hate it. I don't know if I actually like it either. Like I think I'm just like really trying to think of one that I'm like I would never choose to put Christmas music on. Yeah. Um. I asked Rory this in the day, and he mm-hmm. said Jingle Bell Rock, but only the version from Mean Girls. And I guess that was... Oh, not, how specific is that? Yeah, but like, I guess because that's got comedic element. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as I said, I, um, yeah, like, I, I don't know if I like, really indulge in it enough, but when it's on, you're like, oh, that's a surprise, then it's nice. So like, any Christmas songs, only if you hear them once in a while, are yeah, fine. Yeah, honestly, if I would, if I was like a, like a dictator... So many of them are gone. Yeah. That slave one will be gone. Wizard. Oh, why well, we took Christmas every day? But who would want that? Exactly. That's, I, I, that's my main that, objection yeah. to that song because like, yeah. that would be that would be hell. Mm. Like having to do all that admin like every day. Yeah. And then also it would just I don't know. It would just be horrendous. So yeah. that, it's just also not true. Yeah. That one can go. The Paul McCartney one can which go. One's that one? Oh, which one is that one? Oh, and then, um, oh, I thought you were... The, no. Not the Band-Aid one. Oh, no, well, I was about to come to that one on its own. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that Band-Aid one is highly problematic. Yeah, it really that is. Never got, that there's, never got there's paid like, in my house. Um, there's a uh, response to it, I think. Oh, is there? Yeah, I was talking to Jules about this a few weeks ago. Yeah. I don't want to say it's like Frankie and Eamon, but I feel like there was almost like a response Yeah, <laughs> Eamon and Frankie. What a blast <laughs> from my... What, 2002? Know, yeah. Um... But yeah, I don't think I love any Christmas songs, but like, it's a bit like, you're like, oh, you're here again. Ha. Yeah. Well, no, there are some, no, there are some that I do like, that I really like. Like what? So, you know Mariah Carey? I, 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 I know Mariah Carey. Oh Kelly. yeah. <laughs> Have you heard of Mariah Carey? <laughs> no. she? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you like, all I want for Christmas is you. Yeah. That, she did what she needed to do on that no, song. Okay. Fine. Fine. Yeah. That's true. I like, um, Last Christmas by Wham. Me too. Uh, Andy Williams, most wonderful time of the year. For some reason, that one creeps me out a bit. Like, because I'm like, well. is, you, well, okay, creeps me out isn't fair, but I'm like, is it the most wonderful time of the year? But once again, it comes back to the anticipation thing. Right, okay. Whereas <laughs> yeah. all I want for Christmas to do is like someone else's experience. Yeah. They're chasing a person, and I'm like, okay with that. Yeah. But it's the most wonderful time of the year. I'm yeah. Like, oh God, does it have to be? Yeah. So Can to it you. be a nice time of the year? So to you, is it like a threat? <laughs> it's a threat, and it's like if you don't get it right, then you fucked up your life. <laughs> it's how I see it. Um, Fair enough. But um, it's still a lovely song. Well done, Andy. Have you heard of this Christmas by Donny Hathaway? No, but you're looking at me like you better bloody listen to it. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna make you listen to it, but yeah, um, that is a great song. So that one today, like the Motown Christmas, all of them can say. Yeah. And then after that, the rest of them can go. Every yeah. single one after that can go. Does Stevie Does Stevie Wonder have any? Um... You think he did? But he doesn't. Like, he honestly, like, okay, I just want to say that I love Stevie Wonder. Me too. I love Stevie Wonder. Great musician, Absolutely. great songwriter. However, some of his songs are cheesy as hell. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, he yeah, so he must have a Christmas composer. <laughs> like, why has he not done that? He must do. He must like, do. His I birthday just song. Yeah. Although, like that one is like, um, you know, like, like the black community. That's like staple. 
Mm. You don't always hear like the there's no happy birthday time, but you're not sure you're gonna hear. We're talking about Christmas, uh, uh, not conditions, traditions. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Like when I was younger, we went to this pub in the town that we lived in, and like then suddenly it wasn't cool to go there anymore. Cause yeah. But now I'm trying to bring it back. So I feel like now I'm 31. Yeah. It's so uncool that it could be cool again. Mm-hmm. But this is kind of what we spoke about about this morning from yeah. the, like the beginning of the podcast like I feel like people don't want to do things that make them look, make them look silly yeah and I'm yeah. like well I want to go back there because yeah. then we'll feel like we're 17 and sneaking not you didn't sneak out last year 17 when you were younger than that I mean some people did I never could because my parents <laughs> that, that was not well there's only happening. one of you they knew where the, where yeah, you exactly. were <laughs> we could like quite yeah. easily slip out yeah. um, in an argument or something with someone else but yeah I don't know I'm, I'm trying to bring it back Fair enough. Because now we don't live in the town. People won't even know who you are. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. we all look a bit older now. Yeah. But I feel like that was one of the things I most liked about Christmas was, like, going to this pub, which was called the Misty Moon. Yeah. And uh, and it would be like, you'd only see, like, people that once a year from there. Or you'd see people that you try and avoid the rest of the year. But you're like, oh, my God, hi. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, wow, that's like a Christmas short. Um, and then someone would sneak out their windows to go there yeah. as if it was, like, at the ultimate pilgrimage they had to get there yeah, yeah. and then you'd just be like so hungover the next day that it'd be worth it because you'd be into the misty moon yeah so I'm trying to bring it back fair enough fair enough right favourite Christmas movie um god uh you know what I quite enjoy what but every time I ask these like rapid fire questions I'm really stressing out how often I listen to podcasts I'm like how does anyone answer anything like yeah like me? I quite enjoy putting you under pressure this is the thing I can only ever think of things I don't like when people ask me questions so yeah um, go now now okay, now okay fine people love Elf and I will watch it but I always have a, I just always feel uncomfortable about Elf like yeah I'm always like surely someone would have just got him some help <laughs> Is that, is that a problematic thing to say? But I'm just like, he's a lovely guy, but like, he would have not just, he wouldn't have started a, like a relationship with with uh, Zoe Deschanel. Like, yeah. They would have been like, God, are you all right? Like, yeah. Um, and I think I would have been, yeah, just quite concerned for his well-being. So whenever I'm watching the film, I'm like, God, what's he going to do? And then I remember that I've seen the film the well, Yeah, and but you want to make a safeguard in the film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he's like, you know, hanging out with his brother and I'm like god is that kid gonna be okay yeah <laughs> um but um and also when he's eating those like spaghetti with like, I don't know sweets I'm just like that's disgusting like yeah how can anyone not get the ick from that yeah yeah but I love watching the office Christmas specials mm-hmm. that's not a film yeah but, um, me and Emma like doing that every year um Daniel says a Christmas special Christmas special is really good okay Oh, I did watch that last year. I liked yeah, that as well. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what, what other things like. I quite like the holiday. It's embarrassing to admit. I'm just being honest. Yeah, fair. I mean, my mum loves the holiday. Does she? She loves it. She loves like, you know, like the cheesy, uh, cheesy rom coms. Yeah. Really bad. Like, bear in mind, like she can read like, uh, like she read all of Game of Thrones, all of the books. She read Game of Thrones. All of them. Yeah. She oh read my all god, of them, yeah. that must have been so long winded. She reads really fast. I read yeah. so slowly, so I'm just like... Whoa. Yeah, she reads just really quickly. Wow. But she still, she loves... So, yeah, The Holiday, she watched it at, at least three times. At oh. least four times, at the very least. What um? What's your favourite Christmas film? Really love Die Hard. I don't want to go into this Christmas movie or not, because it is a Christmas movie, and that's the end of it. Offensive. 
<laughs> what is it? The Christmas movie. Oh, the Christmas movie. Yeah. I'm not. I don't know what that is. No, Die Hard. Sorry. Oh, right. I yeah, thought. sorry. Die Hard. Uh, okay. Yeah. Then, I mean, I don't like action films, but. You don't like action films? Is it like a load of cars with a Christmas tree in the background or something? No, it's like, so there's like a hostage situation and it's like in Christmas, like Christmas is all throughout it. Right. Have you not watched Die Hard? Um, no. I don't really, like when, when the main, when the bulk of like a film is just like, I'm like, boring. <laughs> Give me some convo. <laughs> Give me some conflict with, with people. No, but you don't want, you know, you don't want outward conflict, you want internal conflict. Yeah. <laughs> I want someone questioning why they feel this way about their dad. Like, <laughs> I don't want someone like, avoid, like evading a car accident. Yeah, fine. Me. Maybe Die Hard is it for you. No. Die Hard, Home Alone, we are like, um, It's One for Life is the best one. But I've like, actually it's, not seen that. What? What? <laughs> uh fine, I'll watch that. You'll, you'll give me the no, same okay, look you gave no, me about so, Blood Orange. Yeah, no, so Blood Orange, you have to listen to that now, but it's wonderful life. I can link, I can, I can link if, you don't, if you don't watch it. That's fine. Okay, fine. That's the, I won't be dead to you, basically. I won't be dead. Yeah, you, yeah we can still be friends after okay. this if you, do, if you don't. Um, there is A Nightmare Before Christmas. I do like that. I did find that scary as a kid, though. Like, I felt I felt like funny after it, but I think that's Yeah, it's such a great movie. Is, right? yeah. And the music, the, the music is Fantastic. Yeah, it's very like angular and weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, after that, I'll leave it there. Leave mm-hmm. it there as well. Three months, but got enough. But yeah, one thing I wanted to say, um, obviously you mentioned your sister before, Sancha, mm-hmm. and she um, very kindly let me use her music for um, the intro and the outro yeah. of this podcast. So, um, I mean, if you've gotten this far with the podcast, then you definitely heard the intro music. That song is called Spook. Yep. That is by Sancha. It is from an EP, and the name is escaping me, so I'm going to go and look it up right now. It's either a good time or a big time. Big time? Yeah. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, so, um, please, an EP, big time. Um, I listened to it, I heard Spook. I think it's such a great song. I think she's, um, so, Sancha is, like, she does the type of music I listen to anyway. So, yeah, I think her songs are well-produced. And, yeah, she was, um, very, like I said, um, very kind. She let, she let me use it. It's very dynamic. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's hard not to be biased about, um, about, your, sister. about your own sister. Yeah. Or, yeah, I mean, I guess it would be the same with your own best friend or something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I really love the way she tells stories in, in her music. Well, they're very, they're very autobiographical. Like, yeah, they very are. autobiographical. Yeah, but they're also very funny at times. And if you ever see her live, which obviously you should, she's uh, she's very comedic yeah. in between her I've got a singing. question for you, actually. Yeah. You're in a lot of her songs. I am, and I'm presented in a very good light. That's true, that's true. But like, uh, how do you, I've, I've never, I've never interviewed someone who like, they are the subject of the songs. Well, as I said, it's great for me because I'm presented as like the therapist everyone loves. Yeah. As I said earlier in this, uh, in this conversation, I'm, I'm a mediator with my family. Yeah. And I feel like her music gives me the recognition for it. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's always like, 
I don't know, I'm just always presenting a great life. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so my my brother and her, like, they, they, they love each other a lot, but they... Their personalities do clash at times. Yeah. So sometimes that comes out in her in her songwriting. Yeah. And this must be a common thing for songwriters, but she's had to sometimes ring and be like, "Hey, <laughs> so I have mentioned our you know argument from six months ago in my recent song." And yeah. He he's been like fairly understanding about it. He hasn't. He once didn't really want a previous relationship mentioned when she'd already re- yeah. released the song. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is weird. Like I went I went to watch her in the Fringe and. Um, she she had like a really successful run, but the one night that I was there, there were only five people, and one of them was me taking pictures of her, yeah. and I like sat in her eyeline. So when she was t- telling jokes about our family, it was just like really awkward. But like, yeah. um, but yeah, it, it's quite nice in a way, like yeah. to hear my to hear reflections of our family told through her music. It's quite nice. I guess so. Yeah. Because I because I, I we always agree. So yeah, fair <laughs> enough. It's quite nice. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, um, that is. Sancha, the EP is big time. Give that a listen, everyone. But um, before we wrap, is there anything else that you want to say? Anything I've missed, Miranda? Uh, no, this has been really fun. Um, well done. <laughs> well done for making Well, okay. What I would like to say is I thought it would be weird talking yeah. with the intention of it being recorded. Yeah. But uh, it hasn't been. So that's, okay. that's a credit to you. Really? I mean, like I said, like we have been friends for a long time. No, I know, but you know, if there's but a microphone between be? us and I was like looking at the microphone, like, who the fuck are you? You're <laughs> <laughs> intruding our space. Fair enough, fair enough. And um, where can people follow you? Um, so, uh, yeah. me, um, I'm, I'm around, uh, so you can follow my, my string trio, Jam String Collective, yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and for what I'm doing on there is will be on there too. Um, and you personally? Oh, me personally, my Instagram handle. Um, yeah. For hopefully that and the poetry stuff will, is Randa Loretta. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as I said, my EP will be out next next year. Yeah. Um, so that will be on the Jamstring Collective. All right, perfect. I feel like getting used to like get your Instagram handles like plant full teeth for me. <laughs> 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 Anyway, Ryan, so yes, um, thank you very much, Miranda, for thank joining you. me on this episode. You might be back, I might force you to come back again. Let's How do you it. feel about that? I'd enjoy it. You'd enjoy it? Yeah, okay. we can listen to Blood Orange and like sit there in silence and <laughs> <laughs> give it a rate out of 10 at the end. <laughs> if you don't like it as, as well, I'd, I'd prefer you listen to it and didn't like it than not listen to it at no, all. No, I, so I, 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 I yeah, very much got that from, from this whole conversation. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. But yes, thank you so much, Miranda. I appreciate it. We are late to go meet our friends, so Let's we go. need to go. Let's go. Right. Bye. Bye. Thanks again to Miranda for joining me on this special Christmas edition of Black Broadway Podcast. As always, all the links to her work and her Instagram will be in the episode notes. Make sure you go and support her. As for me, that's another episode in the can. So... For those still listening, I want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas to you and everyone you love. Of course, I'm Blackboard Joy Podcast. Follow me on Instagram, Blackboard Joy Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at BLK Boy Joy Pod. And of course, you can listen to me wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts. If you listen on Spotify, give us a lovely going five-star rating. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, 
then just give us a lovely nice blogging review as well that'd be very helpful but until the next time bye for now